You're listening to The Humaning Podcast with real conversations as we call bullshit on everything capitalism, the patriarchy, and white supremacy culture has duped us into believing about self-care, mental health, fitness, wellness, and all things life. I am Steph Galante, and I created this show to support badass people doing solidarity work in pursuit of disrupting these systems in their lives and communities. Together, we'll discuss how systems of oppression are keeping us unwell and disconnected from ourselves and each other, and how to best support you in creating more aligned self-care practices that will help you human more easily. It's the shit we need to talk about. Hello, you amazing human. Welcome. Happy April. I'm so glad to be here with you because the shit we need to talk about today is how to interrupt the burnout cycle. The last couple of weeks we talked about what in the world is going on, why the fuck burnout is happening, and now today we are talking about how to interrupt it. So my friend, relief and clarity are here. I'm offering all of this guidance in steps that can be successive or not. And so I want to be very clear before we jump in, and hopefully you're expecting this if you've been around my work for a bit, that there is no one right way or one perfect way forward. I'm offering a guide for interrupting the burnout of cycle or this interrupting the burnout cycle that is multifaceted for sure and requires your own discernment because life is lifing. Your life is lifing. And so you may decide that you need to do this work in a different order, and that's fine because I do this with clients all of the time. So know that you don't, this is not written in stone. And also know that I am not offering any sort of timeline here. That's because the work is going to take time and you are in a different space of your journey than another listener. And so the reality is the time it's going to take to interrupt this burnout cycle is going to take months and even years. And here's the thing. My journey in this has been four years already in the making. But I want to remind you to not be deterred. Because the beautiful thing about this process of interrupting the cycle of burnout is each step of the way and each moment you show up to the work matters. Each one. You interrupt and disrupt with each decision, with each thought, with each acknowledgement of the bullshit. And the even more beautiful thing is you're not alone. You've got your community and I'm here with you every step of the way, cheering you on and calling you out on your bullshit in equal parts. (laughs) There is so much support to lean on. And so let's do the damn thing, shall we? Step one, when it comes to interrupting the cycle of burnout, well, here it is, friends. You've got to disrupt your life pattern and the way the systems are impacting your self-care. You heard it probably not the first time, I'm dropping in with fire. I'll say it again. When it comes to interrupting the burnout cycle, you've got to disrupt your life pattern and the way the systems are impacting your self-care. Because as we discussed in last week's episode, capitalism waits for no one and it also cannot be kept up with, period. So in this first step, we are leaving breakneck pace behind, or at least starting by slowing our roll a little bit because baby steps, right? 
We're going to build the skill of being present in the moment with our work, our interactions, our thoughts, and our decisions, and all of our experiences so that we can be truly aware of how we're moving through the world so we can notice how and when we're bypassing or gaslighting ourselves and when we're physically there but mentally and emotionally somewhere else. When also we are being reactive rather than proactive. So the first step, my friend, is to build your awareness around the patterns in your life that aren't working and get curious about how the systems are showing up and fucking with your self-care. Because friend, outside of your home and outside of yourself, you're doing the damn work of disrupting and dismantling in so many big ways for others and behalf on, on behalf of others. And... You also need to honor the fact that the way you approach your self-care and quite possibly your relationship with self-care are mired in the damn systems. It's a mind fuck, isn't it? (laughs) It's a whole lot of things. But friend, as I said earlier, do not be deterred. I've got you. And most importantly, you've got yourself. This is a really important step because without the awareness and the recognition of the facts, you know, all the shit that's not working, the pattern is going to continue or the interruption you do enact won't last and you'll slide back into old patterns. So my friend, this part of the interruption, this, you know, disrupting the life pattern and the way honoring, acknowledging, recognizing the way the systems are impacting your self-care is essential. And then once you have the awareness or some of it, because here's the thing, you're not going to be aware of everything because the reality is this shit is multifaceted and lots of it is buried layer on underneath layer. And so you're going to uncover shit as you go along and for days, weeks, months, and years to come. Because you know that within the other shit you're doing within your life too, right? You've seen that, but you're here for the work. I know that. So once you begin to become aware of what's going on on, and you have some facts of exactly how the systems are fucking with your self-care, then the next step is to slowly and intentionally implement daily sustainable practices that align with your needs. You've heard me talk about this a lot because when it comes to self-care, sustainability is key. And if it's not meaningful or simple, it won't be sustainable. And if it's not sustainable, it won't stick no matter what. So the place I always start with with clients is creating a foundation of the most basic self-care practices that are performed daily. And when I say basic, I don't mean the slang definition of like unexceptional, like they're not meaningful. What I've come to understand over the years within my own life, but then also in with working with clients is that self-care is much like anything else. Without a strong foundation, the quote unquote best practices will fall through the cracks. They just will not take. So as I discuss in the Disruptor's Guide to Self-Care, which is that free resource that's on my website, there are four kind of level one daily practices that are a must. Regular sleep, eating during your established meal times, moving your body, and drinking water. Staying hydrated. Because the reality is, and you know this, if you're not sleeping or eating regularly, if you're not hydrated or moving your body regularly, you're not going to feel well in any way. 
It is imperative to create a routine with these practices as the foundation so that your body is well-nourished and resourced, can properly digest, and also regenerate your cells. And the thing of it is, when we are busy, when we are overwhelmed, when shit is hard, when the world is on fire, these are the four things that immediately go out the window. We need to pull them back in. And then the level two practices we can pepper in are getting outside and connecting with nature, taking breaks throughout the day, making meaningful connections with boundaries, and creating space for me time. Now, you might say, but stuff, those are just as important as eating and sleeping. You're absolutely right. But the reality is without sleep, without eating, right? If you're going to be tired and hangry, are you really going to make meaningful connections, right? Like how are you going to exist in the world, right? If you're dehydrated, if you are stiff and feeling just your body just feels unwell. So I categorize these in like two different categories because really sleep, eating, hydration and moving your body, those are foundational practices and the catalyst for you authentically and present-mindedly and with ease and joyfully engaging in the other things in the next four practices, right? You might also be feeling like, damn, Steph, (laughs) I need all of these things. Get out of my head, right? And I'm a firm believer in that if we all had the space, the capacity, and the resources to regularly come to all these practices, the citizens of the world would be a much more joyful and at ease community to be around. Let's be real, right? And I also want to say that these quote unquote basic practices are incredibly significant. And the good and amazing thing is once you get one or maybe even two to become a habit, it opens the door for the rest of them to be even more easily enacted. And I know that that may seem like, yeah, 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 Steph, but it's true. I can tell you from my own personal experience and then also like in terms of, you know, experience with clients, it's true. So here's how you get started. Choose one or two practices to focus on for the next few weeks. It could be your most salient need or the one or two that feels easiest to do right now because it has to be accessible, right? And trust me, one or two, it is enough. Take some time to get really clear on how you want to feel and why this practice or these practices are important in moving you in that direction. No more quick fixes or putting band-aids on whatever's going on and not addressing the root of the issue or the need you're experiencing because you're done with that, right? And then once you have a foundation set, even with one or, you know, a small foundation with one or two regular practices, it's going to create a rhythm for your day and it's going to promote more ease within your day because you're not always going to be behind and constantly having to figure things out on the fly and you won't always be acting from an under-resourced place. And so the next step, right, is going to be shifting the way you interact with life. And, And you're already going to be doing this by understanding the shit that's not working, right? Understanding how the systems are showing up and fucking with your self-care. You're also going to be shifting the way you interact with life um, in deciding, hey, this is a need I have and I'm going to center this need. And so another piece of this, another bolstering resource is going to be keeping self-care simple and flexible based on your capacity, bandwidth, and the chaos around you. Because let's be real. 
chaos is around us, right? All the time. And remember, I said this last week in the last episode, schedules, responsibilities, minds, feelings, needs, they're all changing all the time and with the season. And our energy changes day to day and throughout the day, not just in terms of high, moderate, and low, because that's typically how we think of energy, right? But the type of energy, as in whether you're feeling balanced or in harmony or tending towards one, being ultra mobile or unsettled, or two, intense or critical, or three, sad or resistant to change. So when you have the one or two practices that you want to focus on kind of set in your mind, the next step is to create your plan of action by developing three ways forward, a big step, a medium step, and a small step based on your energy and capacity for the doing. Notice how I am not basing your steps forward based on how significant the action is, which is this in and of itself is going to directly disrupt society's push for intensity. And when you choose the action based on your capacity and current energy, you're also disrupting society's push for consistency, which has become synonymous with discipline and and rigidity. And so we don't want to fuck with that anymore. So you might say to yourself, for instance, I want to move my body more. And so I'm going to say, all right, well, maybe I'll wake up in the morning and do some gentle stretching. But that's going to be, you know, like kind of the big way. I'm resourced. I've got the time. However, if it ends up that I don't have the time for whatever reason, then maybe what I'm going to do is I'm going to decide to uh, middle of the day before or after lunch, I'm going to uh, stretch for five minutes sitting at my desk or standing up away from, you know, the chair, whatever it is. And if that doesn't happen, right? If I'm just too busy or, you know, life is lifing and I don't get to it, then at the very least, I'm going to do a little stretching before I go to bed. It may even simply just be two, three, four quick stretches and then I'm in bed, right? So you can decide based on your capacity your bandwidth or the the chaos that's around you. You may want, you know, have the intention to show up for 15 minutes in the morning. That may not happen. So maybe you're doing five minutes in the middle of the day or 10 minutes at the end of the day or 10 minutes in the middle of the day and five minutes at the end of the day. You know, you have those options in place for yourself. So that way the flexibility is there to meet yourself when life lives. And also then decide how often you want to do this practice. If you're like, okay, I want to do this every day. The best rule of thumb is if you're not doing it at all, then, but you know, you eventually want to do it multiple times a day or multiple times a week or multiple times a month, you know, depending on what the practice is, start with one bout. If you're not doing it at all, just start with it once. My intention is to do this thing once this week. So I'm going to try for the morning and if that doesn't work, I'm going to try for the middle of the day and if that doesn't work, I'm going to try at the end of the night. And I'm just going to see, is there one day where I can make it happen? And probably maybe Monday may be my best day to do this because, you know, life is a little easier on Mondays for me. Or maybe it's Wednesday or maybe it's Saturday. Choose the day where you feel like this is kind of most likely that I'll do this, right? And if it doesn't happen that day, then maybe have an alternate. Okay, if it's not Saturday, then it's going to be Monday. And if it's not Monday, then it's going to be Thursday. 
So have the options in mind. The bottom line here, because you may be like, shit stuff, that's like too many options. And I understand that. But here's the thing, friends, our practices have to have freedom to change or shift accordingly with life. Otherwise, we're going to constantly feel like we're battling, battling life and battling ourselves a lot of the time. And this is going to lead to feeling like we're always just short of the mark or completely overwhelmed in the effort to keep pushing and trying to make this happen. So take into consideration what is present for you, both in your energy, in life, and allow yourself to stay motivated with the understanding that you are capable of meeting yourself based on what it is that you need right? That's why the Western idea of doing the same thing the same exact way every day or however it is that you want to do it is designed for failure because you end up bypassing what you need. You may say push yourself into this thing that you don't want to do or you may bypass a need that you have that you need to kind of tend to in a different way. You may say, I want to move my body And then decide, you know what, I kind of need something else instead. Something else is more salient. And so you should do that other thing. It doesn't mean that you're not serious then about moving your body. I'm just using that as a hypothetical, right? It just means that you're also honoring where you are. And you may say to yourself, well, I had the intention to move my body this morning, but what I'm really noticing is that I need to sit and journal or I need to sit and breathe. And I'm going to do that instead with confidence, right? And that is still showing up to yourself consistently, right? So we cannot just go by this. I've got to do the same thing every day throughout the year in as intensely as possible because that's going to cause imbalance and disconnect you from your inner knowing, from nature and from others. It's why, friend, we find ourselves desperately wanting to do things differently but can't for the long run. And inevitably, this all results in that damn end of the year burnout and the never-ending cycle of burnout that is so prevalent. And as I shared, taking this stuff a little bit further, as I shared in December and January, it's a big contributing factor into winter both in like the discomfort of either heightened anxiety or the deep sadness and fog that Western medicine calls seasonal depression. And please know for those of you who are living with depression, I am not calling you out and saying that this is fake at all. Let me pause here because I want to move on to the next thing. Seasonal depression and regular depression any time of the year is real. And what people go through in the winter also is real. And that's also one of the reasons why interrupting this cycle of burnout is going to be so important. My friend, this part of this conversation takes us to step four, learning how the season's energy impacts you and then adjust or lean in accordingly and allow your life to life cycle to ebb and flow the way nature's does so that you can remain resourced throughout the year. Because when it comes to our biological and energetic makeup, that's us as humans, but then also in any living being, including nature. From an Ayurvedic perspective, there are three energies present. One is usually dominant with the other two a little less so. But sometimes there are two energies that are more dominant and the third much less so. Anyway, each energy, which you've probably heard me talk about, are these three, Kapha, Vata, and Pitta. They're based on the elements within nature and Each of the energies has, along with its elements, has specific characteristics that are present everywhere and within us, in our physical characteristics, our psychological makeup, our emotional tendencies, our physiology, as in like the processes that, you know, go through our body, as well as in our personality. 
Now, of course, our characteristics change and shift as life unfolds. Usually they're out of our control, these changes and shifts. But careful attention must be paid to how we're experiencing life, where the balance and imbalances are, because not only is our energy resourced and challenged by life, they're also challenged and resourced by seasonal energy as well. So each season has a unique energy, as you could imagine. And I'm I'm sure you know, if you think about winter versus spring versus summer and fall, especially if you live in an area of the, um, the country or the world where the seasons change, or if you're If you've learned about, you know, seasonal changes throughout different areas of the world, there is a different energy. You're where you are, especially if the seasons don't change as drastically as they do here in New Jersey, there still may be a little bit of a different vibe, maybe something more subtle where you are versus the complete shifts um, that I like that I end up seeing here in New Jersey. So Typically, winter's energy is slow, especially in the in the northern hemisphere, right? Southern hemisphere is going to be a little opposite. Winter's energy is slow, dormant even, reflective, and a time for turning inward to reflect and dream up plans. Spring is a time that is still slow, although not as slow as winter, as we welcome more bright sun, warmer temperatures to lift the veil of winter and begin tending the soil for the reflections and the dreams that we planned in winter, right? And we begin the initial planting of those things in terms of what we want to take root and grow. Summer's energy brings intense brightness, or I should say, yeah, a brightness and intensity, maybe even a freedom. It can also be pretty mobile. A time for more planting and some reaping of what we planted in the springtime. And then fall's energy is hella mobile as we transition from the bounty of summer's harvest to wrapping up the growing season with a final reaping, then the cleanup and wind down in preparation for the dormancy of winter. Now, you could probably imagine that this is very much akin to like a farming cycle. But the key is, my friends, that really anything can move along to this cycle. And it's actually what I'm what I've come to understand in these last few years that I've been really studying Ayurveda and beginning to shift my life to be more in line with nature, to stop kind of fighting against nature, you know, because capitalism wants us to essentially function like machines, right? Moving us consistently, <clears throat> rigidly, <laughs> and with the most intensity and discipline possible doing the same thing the same way day after day, month after month, year after year. And as I've mentioned in episodes since December, capitalism pushes us to hit the ground running in January with our resolutions and our plans to crush them in place on January 1st and then pushes us to maintain the consistency, intensity, and discipline until the last week of the year. But we know that's impossible. And that effort in trying to do that is leaving us falling short of the mark, burned out, and feeling unwell and disconnected from ourselves and each other. So we know the pattern's not working. So I got to ask you, what if you began to live your life according to the seasonal cycles? Because each season is life-giving in its own way, in a very specific way. And the cycle of nature is made so that nature Nature in and of itself is resourced throughout the year. And so if we align with nature's cycle, wouldn't we then be resourced throughout the year? To support this new pattern, right, of understanding nature's cycle, of maybe beginning to work with it, 
instead of against it a little bit more. An important part of this process will be to come to an understanding of your energy dominance right now and identify how the season's energy falls on you, whether that's in a supportive way or in an aggravating way. And then shift your practices, your self-care practices to establish harmony or work to maintain what is in harmony for you. This is the exact work I do with clients in their personalized self-care plan within my coaching mentorship, the Holistic Self-Care Collective. And I have to tell you, friends, it is really important work because aligning with nature in understanding whether you are supported by the current season or aggravated by it, it adds a sense of ease clarity and focus to your practices so you're not always like shit am I doing this right like what am I supposed to be doing how am I supposed to become like how am I supposed to be resourcing myself you've got so many answers built in for yourself and not always concrete answers because again you've got to pay attention to what's going on for you but you know it definitely gives you a foundation from which to work so let's talk about spring right because here we are When it comes to this season, as I mentioned before, right, nature is offering us a time that's still slow, even though it's not as slow as winter, and we're enjoying some brighter sun, warmer temperatures, but we're also in some places, you know, still having some rain, um, some cloudiness even, Um, you know, spring showers bring, or April showers bring May flowers. Um, But this is all going to be necessary for, you know, washing away anything from winter that we don't want to stay here. Um, Also like the spring irritants, that's going to be necessary. Like rain is going to be necessary for that. And also to water the soil that we are beginning to plant in, right? So that what we want to take root and grow is going to be important. So remember that even if you are not always feeling bright and sunny, those cloudy dormant days, the rainy feeling is going to be, you know, a part of the process for you. So let's talk about what you may be experiencing energy wise. If you're pitta dominant or find your energy is currently pitta dominated as in like passionate, dedicated, intense, or even critical, you may have tried hitting the ground running in Jan- on January 1st and are finding now that you're lacking the same energy and need to pick me up. So this is a good time to lean into spring's vibe, slow your roll. I know that sounds cringy to you. Regroup, create a new plan that maybe has a slower pace and more space and add some levity and lightheartedness to your work and to your days. Because remember the affirmations I offered on social media last week, you can be lighthearted and still remain focused. And focus doesn't have to mean hyper-focused or ultra-intense. I know you see the buds and the flowers coming up. Um, you know, like one day it's closed and the next day all of a sudden it's open and beautiful and it seems like that's happening overnight. But remember that opening we see has been in the works for weeks and months. That tree and that flower, they were dormant all through winter and it had to go through weeks for us to begin to even see anything. And weeks from when we started seeing that little growth to happen to when it actually popped open in your life. And your actual life needs to model the same cycle, the same speed in order to remain resourced. If you're kapha dominant or finding your energy is currently kapha dominated, as in calm, slow moving, maybe dull or unmotivated, and even resistant to change, you may have loved winter's dormancy or found that you were pulled way down into the depths of murkiness, heaviness, or even despair. And with spring here, you may be experiencing one of two things. 
or maybe both. The brightness of spring and lightness compared to winter is welcomed and much needed, or maybe it feels like way too much and you're wanting to go back to winter so badly. My friend, I understand. Know that this season's subtle changes offers a gentle transition towards the light. So I encourage you to consider and remember spring is life-giving. You are capable of renewing your energy daily and doing new things. So maybe try something new or something that would be gently uplifting each week this month and this season. Now, if you're Vata dominant or finding your energy is currently Vata dominated as in mobile, flexible, and easily unsettled, this is your time to thrive. Spring energy will align with your need to move and be spontaneous. And remember, calm and grounded practices will support you as you thrive. So being sure to notice when your engine revs too high and when you're feeling agitated to step away, slow things down, and get rooted in the present moment that's going to be really essential for maintaining harmony, as will regularly coming to grounding practices to promote that energy within you on a regular basis, not just waiting until you need them. And so you can create shifts with each season to remain in harmony. Know that you can. There's always guidance here. And oftentimes, nature is giving us the guidance we need. What that will require, though, in tuning into nature and creating these shifts brings us to steps Step five's offering, actively creating space for yourself for inquiry and resourcing yourself by meeting yourself where you are. This will take confronting old beliefs and truths that are no longer true, disrupting patterns that that are attached to them, and intentionally shedding the habits that aren't serving you. This includes reevaluating and reimagining or reimagining your relationship with rest, slowing down, and pausing and developing a variety of rest practices that also can change with the season and capacity. And my friend, the only way to do this is to slow down. And slowing down is going to look different for every person, every energy dominance, and every day given what's going on. As always, when it comes to creating and deepening this practice, small is where we're starting. So here are some steps to consider, some, some options to consider, I should say. Spend a few moments quietly when you first wake up. You could simply lay or sit in bed with your eyes closed or gazing at the ceiling or the wall. You could connect with your breath with an affirmation, one of the ones that I already offered today, or with a visualization about how you are going to interact with the day. Be very careful to not put yourself into this slippery slope of like slope of how how I want the energy the day to unfold because friends, I mean your manifesting is is like big time, but like really are we that much into in control of how the day unfolds? I don't know. I prefer to view how I'm going to interact with the day. And I feel like that's a little bit more realistic. But the options here are endless. You could also eat your lunch away from your computer and devices. You could block in some time in your calendar to stand, sit, or walk outside if it is safe for you to do so, even just for a few minutes or moments. My friend, in order to create space for inquiry, we have got to slow our pace down and actively clear out some stuff or shift how we are filling each moment so space can emerge. And that way, we can actively connect with ourselves, authentically connect with others, and deeply connect with nature, being present and resourcing ourselves based on the energy present within us in the moment. And the thing is, I know this can be really complicated because society tells us that slow is lazy and will limit success. 
culturally, especially if you're a person of color, you've likely been raised as I was with the understanding that you've got to work twice as hard for half the success. And to these statements, I say, where is your current pace and level of output getting you? And at what expense? And even though we live in this oppressive society, and since these systems were not designed for the majority of us, shouldn't we enact a better way forward? So in interrupting the cycle of burnout, in disrupting how the systems are showing up in our self-care, friend, notice when the old beliefs surface, because they will. Notice when you feel pulled towards those old habits that don't work. Meet them there, name them, and speak back to them, and then center rest. (laughs) Period. As I said from last week, and as you know from your first-hand experience, my friends, centering the care of others and pushing against oppressive systems requires a shit ton of energy, especially mentally and emotionally. So will standing up to the bullshit of your old narratives, your old beliefs and old patterns, especially the ones that were given to you. Friend, I'm not going to lie. This may be the hardest work you do. But it will be without a doubt the most impactful work you do because remember, rest is fuel. And the process of resting can be different based on your time, capacity, your energy, and the energy of nature. So a practice I've been offering recently in the last few months is supported by seven types of rest. These are physical, mental, sensory, creative, emotional, social, spiritual. And I encourage you to spend some time this week considering what are some practices for each category that come to mind for you. I've asked you in in previous episodes, what does rest mean to you? What does slowing down and pausing look like to you? And where is the resistance here? Where is the better way forward? Where is a better understanding for yourself that truly honors the steps you want to take and the life you want to live? This brings us to our last step, which is live your commitment to your self-care. And friend, a great byproduct of this is that Living your commitment to self-care will naturally create supportive boundaries. My friend, you know living is an energetic exchange, input and output. Remember that the input does not have to be time-consuming. It doesn't have to cost money. It could be very small actions like honoring your needs in the moment. So using the restroom when you feel the urge and not putting it off. Eating at your meal time rather than putting it off because you've got to send one more email or do one more thing. It could be shutting down your work and your outside of the house responsibilities an hour or two before your bedtime. These and so many other small things are ones that you could do that are really significant. And when you do them consistently, even if they look differently each day, hello flexibility, they matter. Because the bottom line is every day in a lifestyle of mindful self-care is an act of disruption. Every day or every moment and every time you choose not to rush, not to react, not to push forward with all out intensity, every time you don't ignore yourself, you are interrupting the cycle of burnout. Every time you choose to intentionally resource yourself, you are interrupting the cycle of burnout. Every act counts. And what naturally emerges emerges from this are boundaries that will support you in continuing to uphold the practices and this way of life. You'll naturally begin to get clear on what you're willing to put up with and what you're not and what you're willing to sacrifice and what you're not and what you need and what you don't. My friend, remember you are not in this alone and if you don't have, and and also you don't have to find your way forward on your own. 
This month, I'm offering a virtual retreat, the first one ever, the Spring Sanctuary on Saturday, April 22nd, where I will offer you support in each of the steps I outlined today. We are going to be breaking them down and aligning practices for the spring based on your energy. So if you're like, yes, fuck yes, I'm ready to interrupt the cycle of burnout. These steps make sense. I'm all in and I need some help getting going or not mucking things up for myself because that's me too. This is the space for you. It is going to be a haven for gentle renewal and a strategic effort in surviving capitalism for the next three months. I'll be opening space for you to come and be and rest and inquire of yourself of being creative, inquire of me and begin the initial planting of steps forward that honor where you are right now, your needs, how the season's energy affects you and aligns with your deepest desires. My friend, together, you'll understand spring's vibe, nature's call, and how this period will impact your well-being through the summer, fall, and next winter. You'll learn shifts to your self-care practices that align with spring's energy and honor your current state of being. You'll explore yoga, asana, pranayama, and meditation practices for spring harmony because my friend, these practices bring you back to yourself, to your awareness of yourself and tenderness toward yourself. You'll create space for creativity and a reconsideration of rest practices for the season. And you'll connect with your sankalpa, your deepest desires, your commitment for the year and recommit to or maybe even redesign small sustainable steps that will keep you resourced through December 31st. So my friend, I invite you to come to the Spring Sanctuary to strengthen your protection of your well-being in a deeply personal way. I'm not going to lie. I wish this space was created for me years ago, even now. So give yourself permission to be inspired and accept what you need and join me on Saturday, April 22nd from 11 a.m. Eastern to 2 p.m. Eastern on Zoom. You can register at stephgalante.com slash spring and I've included the link in the show notes. Friend, this pause in the spring sanctuary is critical for your spring mental, emotional, physical, and energetic health and for all of 2023. And do me a favor, stay tuned for next week's episode where I'm going to be breaking down all that goodness all the way down. Until next time, my friend, please be kind and gentle to yourself just as you would those who are most precious to you, whether that's a human, animal, baby, or a plant. I'd love to hear from you. I want to hear your thoughts about the support I've offered, the guidance I've provided in this episode. So please reach out. However it is that we are connected and share with me. And if you've been loving the show, please share it with your nearest and dearest and leave a review or rating. My friend, you are a badass and you are enough. Now go be your favorite self and be well. Take good care. Humaning is a production of Steph Galante Self-Care, LLC. The show is produced by me, Steph Galante. You can find blog posts of some of the episodes on the episode page at stephgalante.com slash podcast, along with the transcript of today's episode and any other resources I shared today. If you're ready to create more aligned practices for yourself, head to stephgalante.com to learn more about creating a personalized self-care plan within the Holistic Self-Care Collective and coaching with me. You are a badass and you are enough. See you next time. Be well.